Hey, this is Phil from Taproot, and you're listening to the Vulgar Display of Podcast. Hi, this is Mox from Vulgar Display, a podcast live in the barn studio. Got McVeigh in the house. What's up, McVeigh? What's up, man? How are you? Good, Chuck. Hey. What's up, buddy? And Anthony, what's up, man? Hello. Got a special guest online right now. We have Phil from Taproot. Phil, how are you? What's going on? I'm good, man. What's going on, guys? Hey, we appreciate you joining us. We are pretty excited about all this Taproot news that we've been getting here lately. You and me both, man. (laughs) Yeah. Good. How'd that come about? Uh, kind of funny. Um, I started off the year saying I'm just going to do one show <laughs> and that was the Blue Ridge Rock Festival and then ended up, uh, reconnecting with an old friend of mine, Tom Hazart. And you know, what started out as, Hey, do you want to do some taproot skateboards turned into everything you see online right now? <laughs> yeah. You got what, like at least 10 shows, maybe more than that scheduled throughout the year. Yeah. More than that now. Yeah. It was only going to, even oh, wow. when we started talking, it was only going to be a small handful even after the first thing, like, oh, let's do an album release show. And then uh, just the interest was just so high. I got, we had no idea, or I had no idea. Tom had, was, had faith in us. He's like, dude, you're going to see, man. It's going to be awesome. And I'm like, we'll see, man. We've been off the scene for so long, dude. I just wanted to, you know, just kind of touch base and kind of, you know, literally touch base, play my bass, right. <laughs> get out there again and um, just have some fun. You know, like we've done, I think, four shows since we went on a hiatus. And they're always a good time. And so I was looking like, yeah, let's do a couple more. And then it was just... Our fans were just so excited to have us back out, and we, had, you know, we ended up talking to Steve, and Steve was like, "Yeah, man, I'm pretty much ready with the new record." And Tom hooked us up with distribution and a label, so everything just kind of lined up. I mean, it just went from zero to sixty really fast and completely unexpected. But you know, talked to Jared, who's our original drummer, and he was on board to jump on everything he can jump on. So it just kind of like the year that seemed to it just seemed to make sense this year because I, I, I've been offered shows before and turned them all down it just wasn't the right timing i was like nah, i, I got time for this and everything just is lining up really nicely this year so and i heard you mention you know on a different interview that uh you guys are doing weekend dates and that's a little bit more maybe manageable for you and your family and your job and whatever else it might be so instead of going out for you know two or three weeks at a time you guys are hitting the weekends right yeah absolutely that's sort of a you know as we started booking this stuff it was a very conscious decision. Um, I mean, you know, to me, Fridays and Saturdays are the best nights anyway. Right. You know, to see a show. Um, you know, I couldn't do, I can't do Tuesday nights to see a show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it was just one of those things that like, hey, let's just do weekend runs. And I mean, I got, like, like you said, I've got family now. I always knew if I got married and had kids, I could not be touring. So now that I'm married with kids, I mean, it's really, I'm very grateful for this opportunity to kind of be able to do both to a degree to be able to play shows and still have my job and still keep the family and keep everybody happy, you know? And, um, yeah, it's, it's looking like it's going to work out pretty nicely this year. We, we're all getting older. Do you have to make a conscious decision to go, Oh shit, I gotta get in shape, man. 
<laughs> um, uh, fortunately, uh, kind of keeping in shape and staying. Uh, I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so well, good for that's you. always been a, <laughs> yeah. uh, a thing. Yeah, it was not. I mean, really, the thing I do is get back to playing bass. Well, I don't. Yeah. I play more guitar and drums than anything else these days. So I'm like, I gotta, you know, get my calluses back up and my, you know, just my endurance back up with bass. But as far as the uh, the other side, I'm not so worried about. Thankfully, nobody told you you're supposed to fall apart like we did. Else. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing with the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, man. It's one of those things like it forces you to stay in shape because you get your butt kicked every day yeah, right? if you don't. You know, so you're like, I don't want to drink tonight because tomorrow, you know, tomorrow when I go to class, I don't want to get choked out or whatever. You know, so you you know, and you're always chasing everybody else. Everyone's trying to get better than everybody else all the time. So. How does this uh, comeback look for Taproot? Are you guys uh, rehearsing together? I mean, you, you, you're clearly practicing your, your, your bass lines, but um, are you guys getting just, together? We're working on planning on possibly getting together at some point. <laughs> <laughs> We've done this enough that, you know, we don't have to practice too much. We're probably going to get together. Uh, my plan is a couple weekends before our first show, which keeps changing. <laughs> it keeps getting earlier and earlier. But yeah, a couple weekends before our first show, um, we'll have a couple days we'll we'll play a couple hours together and then that should be fine just enough to fine-tune it and these hometown shows of yours am i right that they sold out in minutes or maybe an hour or so they showed out sold out really quickly right yeah the, i mean we kind of always planned on you know when i talked to kevin at the machine shop i was like you know let's pencil us in for friday and saturday uh september 29th and 30th and you know we'll, we won't announce you know we'll see how the first date goes and then we'll announce the second date um, expecting to sell out the first one at the very least at, at some point. Right. Um, and if it didn't sell out fast for some reason, then you can book that Saturday. And so when they went on sale, um, it sold out in just under 30 minutes, which is like a complete record for us. We had never done it. I mean, we've sold out within a day. I think the last time we played the machine shop, which again, had been like, you know, seven years since our show before that. So expected. And so this time, yeah, selling out 30 minutes was cool. Then the next time, I think, took about 35 minutes. So total time, about an hour for the two shows to sell out. And then we were just like, oh, you know, next show, next day is a Sunday. Let's see what we can do. You know, not the best night, but we're going to play a little earlier. So our Sunday night tickets, are we have uh, maybe 50 tickets left. So you're, you're playing three nights then? Yeah, it's, it turned into three oh, wow. nights in a row. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And then like, let's Yeah, we decided to go for it, man. I mean, because what's funny is, um, you know, be, those being the first shows we announced, you know, we have fans all over that have seen us only play one or two shows and, you know, here and there in, well, not even here and there in Michigan over the last, you know, 10 years. So there we had a bunch of people flying out and buying the tickets up. So a lot of our Michigan fans didn't get tickets to those first two shows. Huh. So this third show allowed kind of everybody to get in on it and, you know, and see us, which was, which is great. What what's kind of the emotions when you see the the reception like that after a, a, hi, a hiatus? Dude, it was shocking. Um, like I said, Tom was very had all the faith in the world in us because I mean, he's been in the music industry forever. He's got his you know finger on the pulse, and I was just like, I don't I don't think so, man. You're you're crazy when he talks about how good these shows were going to do. And so when it did, dude, it was it blew my mind. We're all texting each other like, dude, because well, what's funny is um, it kind of did the whole Taylor Swift thing. I keep saying. Because, uh, you know, we've got broke the server and, you know, oh, yeah. people were saying it's sold out. I couldn't get tickets. And then oh, I just got tickets. And, you know, it's kind of this back and forth thing because, you know, you hold tickets and the way the server works, whatever. Um, 
So we're all texting each other like, dude, I think it's sold out already. It's like, no, man, I just checked that, it, you know, it's not quite sold out yet. And so we weren't sure what was going on. And then when, it, when Kevin officially posted sold out, I was like, all right, finally, it actually, it, finally in 25 minutes, 30 minutes, <laughs> finally. It, it sold out. But <laughs> About time. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The whole time that we were just like, just uh, uh, kept getting these false sellouts. That was so for us in those, you know, 30 minutes, it was a lot of like, did it, did it really? I don't know. So yeah, I mean, just the emotions were crazy. I mean, we were all just so excited um, as much, you know, and I just, I was, I remember being at work because it went on sale at like, you know, 10 a.m. And I was just walking around work trying to look busy, but checking my phone for, <laughs> for updates. Been there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was surprised when I read this that the album Gift is 23 years old at this point. Ouch. Yeah, ouch. I know. I mean, That's crazy. You know, we're as excited as we are about all the new Taproot things. We have to talk about the past a little bit. When you think about Gift being that many years old, does it seem like it was that long ago or does it seem like yesterday? Uh, both, both, honestly. Um, what's funny is one for when you have kids, I don't know if you guys have kids, as soon as you have kids, everything before that kind of takes a backseat. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, my life restarted when I, when I had kids, but, um, what's I find interesting is I'm relearning these songs. The first album I, I can learn, I relearned no problem, you know, probably by the second time I played any song on there, um, it was just all back in my fingers. And then the second album, almost the same thing. A couple songs I had to work a little harder at. And then the third album, you know, there's a few songs I'm still working on. And I'm, I just I just started learning all the songs just for fun, um, even though we're not doing all that. But yeah, so like it's like the early stuff is easier to remember for me than even like I played Fractured. I remember playing Fractured uh, from our, what, fifth record. And I'm like, what the heck was I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> it, took, it took me a few tries to get what I was doing on the verse. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, but um, yeah, just funny how muscle memory works and all that. So yeah, some of that stuff feels like yesterday. So my a lot, a lot of my memories are from, you know, I remember better the first couple albums because they were just so new. You know what I mean? And just so exciting for us. And just you know, I don't know some of the stuff later on. I'm like, yeah, did oh yeah, we did do that. I remember now. I've been reminded of, but the early stuff, I, I remember almost everything. Yeah, and so we're in the St. Louis area, and I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen you guys. I've seen you at the Galaxy, seen you at the OzFest, maybe Pops at one point. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Pops a few times. Yeah. It, yeah, Pops with Mudvayne was a insane oh, show. Yeah. Can, we, yep, yep. can we talk about some of those early tours and what that was like, and especially around that time period, you know, for people that are younger, they don't really, I don't know what they kind of look at new metal and they think about those kinds of times and maybe it's a joke to some people but if you live those times it was like one of the most exciting and fun times in music that i that i've experienced anyway it's interesting because what was cool at the time turned into a joke a little bit later and is now back to being cool right so you know new metal has kind of had this weird resurgence not weird it just kind of it just happens right so I look back and I think, it, I mean, it was a kind of a golden era of music in a way, right? Like bands, all sorts of bands were being signed. Labels were still, you know, really pushing the bands and you could, MTV was still playing music, things like OzFest. You had yeah. the Deftones, you know, coming out, doing their thing. You know, you had the Family Values tours. Like you had so many cool bands that were doing something different, right? Because that was a big turn. You know, kind of like grunge was, I don't want to necessarily compare it to grunge because they're all different, different flavors, right? You had, but for our flavor that we were doing, you know, those bands that were doing it, dude, they were great. Um, and, and we got to tour with most of them. Touring with, you know, Deftones, Incubus, 
Lincoln Park, Alien Ant Farm, Mudvayne, like you just said, Disturbed, Papa Roach. Yeah. Like our first tour ever as a national band was with Papa Roach. When, when right when uh their first album was was hitting, you oh, know, their wow. album came out on like the second or third day of that tour. Yep. And caught that one in St. Louis at the Galaxy. Yeah. I remember that show because that was early on. That was one of our yep. first times. That's probably our first time through of the Galaxy. And uh, what it, you know, I remember just being so just everything was just new. Everything was just brand new. And I remember thinking like, there's laundry in the basement here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny you said it. You mentioned all those. I was just talking before we went on the air. I was going uh, through the Wikipedia real quick, brushing up. And I was like, good God, these guys know everybody. <laughs> so everybody's name is on you guys' Wikipedia at some point. Yeah, it was pretty crazy, pretty wild. I unfortunately don't keep in touch with hardly anybody. You know, it's cool though when I see them. Like, um, it's funny. Uh, I saw, I went and saw Papa Roach, and I knew somebody that got me in. I'm saw, I watched it from side stage, and he didn't know I was there. They didn't know I was there, and I'm just standing. I, I'd grown my hair out a little bit, but Jacoby is such a cool dude, has such a good memory. I mean, he's playing his show, middle of the show walks to the side to grab a drink or something, looks at me and just like, ah, it gives me a big old hug. Oh, that's cool. Man. You know, yeah. and it's like, oh man, you, you're hanging out, whatever. And like, and like, you know, it's like, oh cool. I'll see you later. And then goes back to his show. And I was like, shocked he remembered me. And not that if I had my shaved head, I, I would expect him, <laughs> not necessarily expect him to, but like, it wouldn't be a surprise. But the fact that he remembered me then was, was really shocking to me. Was your kids with you so you could show off? Was your kids with you so you could show off? You're like, ah. No, nah, this is before the kids. Damn. Before the kids. <laughs> But I mean, my kids have met him. We, we went to another show later, and there my kid, uh, my one kid met him. And dude, they were they're like best buds, man. He was so cool to my kid. Um, we got pictures of it, dude. Awesome guys, man. That's I, mean, awesome. I love those guys. I've always heard that they are really nice guys. They they like a lot of underground music and support you know bands that not a lot of people know of, even a local band here, not waving but drowning. They always kind of took them out on on tours or, or shows or whatever. So good yeah, for dude, them. Yeah, dude, not Wave and Drown. He's been around since we first started. I remember that band. Damn. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I mean, they are totally fan and band and everything oriented. Man, really cool guys. I mean, it's their longevity speaks to it. You know, what I mean, everybody loves those guys. And I did hear on the, on the same interview that I heard you on. You were talking about how you want actually wanted to bring Boy Hits Car out on some of these dates, but they're so west. You know, I was kind of joking. Yeah, dude, we... it would have been awesome. I love those guys. They are one of my favorite bands to see live. They just have such a good stage presence and such a good just feel, you know, vibe to what they do. I, I was trying to get them on those machine shop shows for our album release party, and it just it was just too far in advance. They couldn't commit to it, and I was just like, you know, another time, you know. We talked to Bill on here a few months ago or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, yeah Bill's great, man. All those guys, dude. And I know you guys, uh, you did some touring with Pulse Ultra as well. That's a band that I don't think a lot of people think of when you think about new metal. Or, you know, I don't even know what, the, I don't even uh, care that, what the term yeah, is. That era. <laughs> but talk about a band that I, I don't think fully got the recognition oh. that they deserve. That band was outstanding. Dude, they're sick, man. They are such a good band. And I actually still talk to Dominic. Me and Dominic, the guitar player, we talk about at least once a week. We reconnected probably about a year or so ago and we ever since we reconnected we've been talking like all the time man he's a great dude yeah we might need that um, we might need that number then <laughs> yeah dude i mean he, he's such a i mean he's he he i don't know if you know his story but he ended up he's got his own thing uh called the chronicles of israfel and then he was actually touring he was touring with scars on broadway which was darren from yeah. system of downs thing yeah. for a little while and he i mean he's got he's got all sorts of stories man he's he's, he's done all sorts of cool things and such a great such a great player such a great dude you know it seems like rock festivals metal festivals are different now where 
the fans come to them where like Ozfest was a touring festival. You know, tell us a little bit about what it was like being on Ozfest and the madness of a touring festival where, you know, it was like a crazy carnival coming into every town. What was it like being on Ozfest? Um, it was great the first time around. The second time around, it got a little bit like, I mean, it was always still fun, but it, you know, two summers of that where you play 25 minutes. I think the second year we maybe got 35 minutes, but the first year was, was, was just the most, because again, we're, we're brand new to all this, having a bus, all that. But um, it was like, we call, we call it band camp. You know what I mean? Because yeah. all these bands were brand new to the scene. You had, you know, bands like, you know, Nonpoint. We met those guys on that first run. Mudvayne was just coming out. Um, we, we'd done a small run with them before that. You know, bands like Reveille and oh, yeah. Slaves on Reveille, Dope. Yeah. And dude, tell me, I'm Drowning Pool. Yeah. We're on those first couple of aspects. I, I kind of get the two mixed up. So if I, I mistaken what year <laughs> each one did, I, you know, forgive me, but yeah, it was a lot going on, man. There's a lot of bands, a lot of cool bands. And, and it was cool though. Cause like, I remember, um, Elias from Nonpoint, again, this, their, one of their first early tours too. He, he came out and sang with us on I a couple shows, uh, just cause he liked the song, man. And we're, we're all cool. And, you know, coming full circle, he ended up doing a song, uh, doing a guest spot on our new record. Very cool. Yeah, and and it was funny. I said this on a different interview uh, the other day, but um, there's this part on this song. To me, it didn't fit the song. I, that's just my personal opinion. I'm like, this. It kind of gets all heavy and like chuggy. I'm like, what is this part doing in this song? Like, it doesn't. Now that it just didn't fit with the rest of it. And then when Elias put his spin on it and his part, all of a sudden it just ties it all together, dude. And I, I she got chills the first time I heard it. Oh, so I'm excited like. for people. I'm excited for people to hear it because I mean he's so it's because it's it's so him. You know I mean when he comes in, it's like that's Elias. Like you don't have to know he's on it, and you'll know it's him. Do you have a uh, song that is uh, something that you're a taproot song that you're most proud of? Yeah, Art is one of them. For Good sure. one. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Uh, Lost in the Woods is another one. Honestly, the you know record record the whole. I just like everything we've done. To be honest, I, I'm really proud of everything we've done because. I feel like every record has its own vibe and sound and, you know, personality and just speaks to the, where we were at in our lives. And I can look back on each song, each record rather, and just go, you know, kind of know where I was at in that time in my life. And just the things that were going on with everybody. It, it's, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a fan of my band. <laughs> you know? That's a good thing. Yes, it is. It's a good thing. Uh, what about Blue Sky Research? What was it like working with some of the guys that were on that, specifically Billy Corgan and, and Jonah from FAR? What was it working with some different people that weren't necessarily metal guys? Yeah, well, we were, I mean, we were big fans of Jonah for a long time. So that wasn't, you know, new, anything crazy to us. Like to him, to us, like he's, he's one of the godfathers of new metal. Like, I mean, that what FAR was doing, they were far ahead of their time. Um, Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> I was waiting. I had a sound effect over here. I was going <laughs> to hit something. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, we, we, I'd seen him, you know, we saw them at a small show and with like, it was what, Far, Incubus, and Ultra Spank. Not in that order. Um, I forget who was headlining. Probably Incubus. I think it was like Incubus, Far, and Ultra Spank um, at the shelter in uh, Detroit, Michigan. This small club. It was hot. It was sweaty. And I remember just being blown away by those guys. And to be able to work with him years later and have him contribute something to the album was really cool for us. A lot of this full circle stuff is cool to look back on. And Billy Corgan, I mean, the guy is just a genius. Yeah. Yes, you know, yeah. Spend, spending a week with him was amazing. You know, I wish I would 
have picked his brain more or been more, you know, outgoing towards trying to talk to me. I was just so intimidated. I was just like, kind of, to be honest, I was just like, just along for the ride. My ego is fine, but there's very few people, there's a few people I would be intimidated by, and that's he's one of them. He's so, oh, man, yeah, smart, man. he yeah. walked in the room, my nuts were right, like dude. shrink up, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> How did that connection happen? Because I remember back then, I was like, really? Like yeah. when I heard the news, I was like, really? I didn't see that connection happening. So how how did it kind of come together? Well, he was such a big fan of Taproot. No, <laughs> 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 no it, um, we were kind of, you know, we'd been sort of having, I, I don't, not quite writer's block, but kind of a moment where we just weren't quite getting what we wanted out of the album. And so we had tossed around names of people we wanted to work with. And he was one of them. And so our label just contacted him. And he'd been working, you know, they knew he'd been working with people anyway. I, he worked like Breaking Ben um, a little bit at the time. And what's funny is I didn't really know who Breaking Ben was too much when we went over there because they were still, they were just kind of on their upswing. And, you know, they obviously got huge and are awesome. But yeah, so that connection was just basically, you know, industry people talking to industry people. Hey, you know, we know you want to do stuff. What do you think of these guys? And he was, you know, he liked us enough to want to work with us. And he's kind of like, I don't know if he's a closet metalhead, but I mean, obviously obsessed with Black Sabbath and, you know, some of those early metal stuff. Uh, yeah, Dude, heard- he's, de- he's deep in all sorts of music scenes, man. When when we met up with him, he was talking about, you know, listening to music from the 20s. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but the really coolest thing that came out of that was Lost in the Woods. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but he actually wrote that on the last day that we had with him. He wrote it that, that morning, just like the basic skeleton of that song, um, like the melody and the basic guitar uh, riff and brought it in and played it for us and said, Hey, here's your sort of like, here's your homework. Do what you guys do, but make this yours. And you can find that online. Uh, just for anyone listening, it's, it, I always mention it cause I think it's so cool to hear his version of it and then hear our version of it and see what it turned into. And, you know, I hope you liked it. We never actually talked to him afterwards. I hope you liked it. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to pull it up right after this. I got this. it right here. Yeah. <laughs> play it when you get nice. <laughs> Phil, we appreciate your time. We're so excited about Taproot and all the exciting news with that. You got the new album coming out, Scissors, out September 29th. Is that right? Uh, yep, September 29th. Uh, album release parties, uh, shows all over the Midwest and a couple on the East Coast. And keep your eye out. Looks like we might be announcing a few more because we just keep getting offers that we're like, okay, why not? <laughs> let's let's yeah. see what else let's keep riding this wave and then at some point it sounds like you're going to also be releasing best of besides like your b-sides yep so that is um jared we had worked on this big eight disc compilation um it's sort of split up into our eras like the, the like independent slash gift era and then welcome era blue sky research uh long road home plea the fifth the episodes well i think the episodes are on there a little bit but it's kind of each era takes up like two discs of just demos and songs that didn't make the record and um, like demos of songs that made the record, demos of songs that never made the record, um, the alternate versions of some stuff. And that in itself is like a monstrosity, right? And not everybody got a hold of that. So in talking to Tom, that one of those first things we talked about was he really liked that idea, but it's too big to redo. And we said we weren't going to redo it. So we ended up doing this best of besides, which is, I think, 16, 17 something tracks that were the best of. Well, I, well, I mean, honestly, it's just my pick. I just, you know, I didn't even consult the other guys. I just picked <laughs> the songs I liked that represented those eras and said, throw these on there. And I think people like this. 
Uh, you got some new merch out, some vinyl, I think, and then even some uh, skateboard deck out of, with uh, Volatile Skateboards, which is an awesome company, by the yep. way. Yeah, dude, they've been great to us. Uh, Tom works for those guys, and that's kind of what started all this is the skateboard thing and then the merch and then the album and the label and everything just kind of snowballed into all this. So, I mean, Tom, really, if anybody is to thank for this, Tom is the guy to thank for all this because he believed in us uh, more than more than we did and just had that drive and, and that desire to do something with us. Well, we are big fans here. We're excited for all this news, and uh, hopefully you get in our area at some point. We'll come out and see you, maybe open the galaxy back up. Here we go. Yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> and, dude, uh, hit me up uh, as we get closer to some of these shows or something, and uh, maybe we can talk a little longer once some of these songs are out and you guys hear some of the new record. I'd love to talk a little longer, man. You guys are great. Absolutely. Thanks, awesome, man. Phil, we appreciate it. Have a good night, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, man. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank you. All right, bye.